Welcome to the God of My Closet podcast, where we explore life and light of the love who embraces all of our skeletons. I'm your host, Ben DeLong, author of There's a God in My Closet. Thanks so much for joining us today. much for listening. I'm glad I'm finally able to release an episode. It's It's been a while. Um, as you can imagine, the COVID-19 has thrown a little wrench into our lives and our schedules, as I, I know it has for all of you as well. And and um, I know a lot of people are, are really affected by it, um, whether they've gotten the virus, a loved one has, or just financially. So I'm just praying that all of you are well, all of you have everything you need, and um, are able to connect to people, whether it be to help them or just to help yourself not feel so isolated. Just praying all of you are, are doing well. Just a quick announcement. Um, my book, There's a God in My Closet, um, right now on Amazon, the Kindle version is on sale for $2.99. Um, I'm not sure how long that's going to stay that way, but right now it's only $2.99. So if you um, have waited to get it, there it is uh, for $2.99. Um, also on my website, bedelong.com, if you would like a physical copy, um, it's on sale there for $9.99. Well, I'm glad I'm able to get this episode out. Uh, this is with my friend Brad Hill, um, who is the director of Heart Connection Ministries. Um, and that is the ministry that runs Breakthrough, which I've mentioned before on this podcast. Um, Brad and I actually had it on schedule to do this right before um the whole quarantine thing started and we had to postpone it and so i'm so glad we were able to do this finally um just there's just so much good stuff in this interview and so i'm glad you you get to hear it and hopefully you'll get something out out of it just like i did well without further ado here is my friend brad hill well hey everybody thanks for joining us today i am here with my friend brad hill um, Brad is the director of Heart Connection Ministries, and um, people know that more just when you say BT or Breakthrough, but that's what Brad Hill does. He, he also um, has his podcast called The Dotcast, um, which is excellent, um, and he's read a couple books, um, In the Clear and Blessed Friction, and he's just an all-around cool dude, so thanks, Brad, for joining me today. Uh honored man thanks for asking me i i would first thing i would just say is your voice is fantastic for a podcast man like it is i I was just listening to that i was like man like ben <laughs> dude your voice is great like this is it's so good it's so right for a podcast so i i appreciate you having me on man well thank you yeah i appreciate that all right so um i i've mentioned on my podcast before i i went through um breakthrough in 2008 and um did a lot of things connected to heart connection um mm. you you and i had some connection when i lived out there but we kind of overlapped a little bit i feel like probably um, yeah probably um i i went through uh i went through breakthrough reluctantly in 2002 okay and uh and i was actually working at a church at the time and a lot of the other, a lot of the other people at on staff at the church. It was a large church in Olathe, in uh, suburb of Kansas City. So a lot of the other people at the church were going through this cult-like thing called breakthrough that nobody can talk <laughs> about what happened in it. And uh, and so I was kind of the last, one of the last, you know, people to hang on. 
Yeah. And, and I got, uh, connected with, with Paul Fitzgerald, with Dr. Paul, with Dr. With Paul Fitzgerald. And, uh, and there were so many conversations that we had that were magnetic. They left me with more blessed friction. Mm-hmm. Like they were magnetic and attractive. And I didn't really know what to do with a lot of what he was saying. But I also knew that what he was saying and suggesting resonated with something yeah. something deeper than I knew. And so, so yeah, it led me to breakthrough. And it's... It's uh, it's quite a journey, man. I, I, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing that I get to, to give my energy and and uh and time and and uh and resources and all that to. I mean, that's I really believe in what I'm doing, really, yeah. really, really. So, so yeah. Very cool. Well, I uh, to start off, I was going to ask you a a two part question. Yep. Um, who is Brad really? And secondly, who did Brad used to think he was? <laughs> um, Brad really is a um, a, a confident, decisive, uh, playful, loving dude who um, who really cares about people. Mm. That's who I really, really am, and. I think that's always been true, man. Like one of the things that I have, I spent a season of my life. Um, I don't know. I'd say it. I mean, uh, just being really frustrated and, and almost um, antagonistic of some mm. of the places that I've come from. Yeah. And I realized that that has actually always been true. What I just said is actually always been true. And right. how I, how I pursued that has evolved over time. Like what was actually really helpful for me and what love, what was actually loving has totally evolved over time. And so, mm. so yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you think, um, where did a lot of that frustration that you mentioned come from? Um, well, I, there were moments where I knew that what I believed didn't work. Mm. And part of the friction for me was I felt like I was paid to uh, propagate some things that I didn't actually believe. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that was a pickle. I mean, that was back in early 2000, man. Mm. And, um, and no one was saying that outright to me, but that's what I felt. That's how I felt. And, yeah. and, um, and I didn't have space to, um, test drive the waters. I mean, I, I had leveraged my life. Part of my story is when I, when I graduated high school, uh, my junior year of high school, actually, I knew I either want to do, pastoral ministry stuff or I want to do sports broadcasting one of those mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. and so I had scholarships to three different places uh Bellhaven Belmont and Mid-America uh now it's, it used to be Mid-America Bible College now it's Mid-America Christian University and um and so I I thought man I'm, I'm gonna do the pastor thing and so I started preaching 
I think the first time I preached in my home church was like a 16, 15 or 16 on Sunday night. Mm. And, uh, and so that was not, I mean, it's, it was, I mean, I, there is work, right. There's work you have to do, but it yeah. didn't, you know, I, when people say they'd rather, uh, they'd rather die than, than, uh, than be a public speaker. Right. Then I, I've yeah. never felt that. I never felt that way. Like that was not <laughs> in my experience. And, um, yeah. and so, yeah. And I, I, I followed that, followed that, honestly followed that like genuinely pursued it and and things shifted along the way like things shifted in me along the way mm. and so it's taken so much courage to follow those whispers um when it seemed really bleak and really really dark yeah um, a lot of times but yeah yeah i mean it's so that's actually me, like in all of it, like when I'm, when I'm really clear, when I'm on it, like when I'm, when I'm engaged, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm decisive. I mean, I love leading. Uh, I love, I mean, I love people and, yeah. uh, and yeah. And I, I want to, I want to follow the whispers and make a difference. So hmm. So would you say those whispers were um, about what you were supposed to do or were they more about like what was going on inside you? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I didn't know the difference back then, but yeah. I would say, I would say that um, it felt like this is, uh, if I don't do this, it will cost me more than I know. Hmm. And, and that's just been true in my life. And I, I, uh, I know that for me, I can't, I don't want to speak for other people, but for me, when I don't follow those whispers in my life, then it really doesn't work out. Like yeah. it really, it really goes south. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, I, I believe that's true for everybody, but I mean, for me, I know that that's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and so to have people in my life that can clarify what that actually is and what those paths actually are and what the next step actually is, it's never a big, I've not found it to be, uh, you know, a, a novel unfolded already. Like I've, I've found it to be, this is the next page and this is the next right thing. And this is the next right thing. And, and, uh, and, yeah, there's so many times where, I mean, I I leverage my life to go into pastoral ministry, mm -hmm. and I, I'm, in fact, I'm still paying student loans from that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I remember when I got let go of the job that I was at in uh, spring of 2006. I, I had, I had never knowingly been depressed before. Yeah. Um, and in hindsight, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's what this is. And I, I knew enough to know, like, I don't want to do anything that matters for a job. Like I don't say that. I don't say that what I did didn't matter. Like, yeah. Comparatively, I want a, like kind of a mindless, you know? And so I, 
I totally Ricky Bobby did, man. Like I, I did pizza <laughs> delivery. <laughs> yeah. I did pizza delivery for a year and a half. And then I ended up getting a job at this suture place and, uh, and it all worked out, man. I mean, it's, I, I knew that I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. And, and I knew that I didn't, I mean, I could have gone back into the church work easily, quickly right then, but there was something inside of me whispering that this is not your path. Mm. And I am so glad that I chose that because it would have been super easy to just take the, it would have been bait for me, take the bait yeah, know, and, yeah. And, and, and financially and otherwise, and just, you know, uh, no, and no yeah. judgment on, on any, you know, any kind of church or anything. I'm just saying that's my path. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah. It's just, those are the whispers for me. And, mm. and I know it just, it really doesn't work. It hasn't worked in my life when I don't follow some. Yeah. Something that's been really, um, big for me over the past few years and really helped me, um, frame, like what the spiritual journey is all about is, is looking at Jesus's death and resurrection, like not as like, Oh, I believe this happened, but as like a pattern for our lives. Yep. And that we, you know, we die to something and through doing that, we rise to something else. hundred percent. It takes a lot of faith in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. If you're on the front end of that, it takes, it takes a lot of faith. But the thing that I, I love about it is the more you go through that, that cycle, the more that equity muscle gets, is built. And I just know, okay, like this sucks right now if it does, but this is not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is not it. And, and the reason I know that is not just because I believe it, but because I've experienced it. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. Does that make sense? Like I've oh, leaned yeah, totally. into this. I've leaned into this. I I experience. I've experienced it. And unless the narrative of the cosmos has like dramatically, horribly changed, okay, <laughs> then <laughs> then then okay. And so you know, and and it matters not to try to manipulate it. That's a temptation that I've wrestled with in the past. Yeah. Um. You know, it's got to be this way. This is this is the way that I've. You know, this is, this is the way I know the story goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, nah, I mean, and so, yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's, that, narr- that cycle, that cyclical narrative is beautiful. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so I, I agree. I agree. And if you've been through that, if you, if it's really the first time folks listening to this, if the first, if this is the first time that you've kind of gotten kicked in the shins like really put on your <laughs> yeah. on the floor you know then man i i really get that yeah i get it i get it and it feels like holy like the ev- it's all over everything's over everything's done it's it'll never be the same which it won't but like it's just ba- it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad and and yeah. the whole narrative is and uh and so yeah it's there's a faith to life, man, that is built in equity and leaning mm-hmm. into stuff. And, uh, and I know, you know that, and I've, I've, I've learned that and, uh, and I'm learning that. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, my <clears throat> one of my most darkest moments was back in 2010, and it was it was because our marriage was just in a really bad spot, and um, yeah. and we went through marriage counseling, and and it was just it was just you know just terrible. I mean, it was it was necessary, but it was terrible. Yep. And um, and you know, we came out of that just you know so many things blooming out of that. Um, process and uh, a few weeks ago my wife and I just had one of those just like just you were just gonna lay it out on the table you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like like, this is what's going on and and it was like it was like that darkness from 2010 that experiencing came back up but then there was also this like (sighs) okay I know what's gonna happen though so good this is so good I I was talking with a friend uh, a couple months ago about I mean a similar experience for me okay at different times in my marriage yeah where the way I describe it is you wonder if you have what it takes to get through this yeah yep that makes sense yep and and so you know that that fear it just is kind of behind the scenes and you don't until you look at it you don't really really realize how much how much impact um it has on everything yeah and uh and it just plays behind the scenes. And I do, there's so many times where I was like, Oh man, like, I guess we'll just accept it. Like, this is just mm-hmm. the way it'll be. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't have what it takes. There is a low grade despair in that. Yeah. That is hard. But, but when my experience is when I've leaned in, when we've leaned in, and and have the clear hard empathetic conversations mm-hmm. and we don't and we don't die yeah <laughs> and and sometimes we have people that you know that help us navigate through that mm-hmm. you come out the other end and you just feel unstoppable man yeah you know what i mean like yeah. you feel like it's like oh my gosh like i i if you would have asked me i would have said i don't know if we can make it through that mm-hmm. but we not only made it through it but somehow we came out on the other end, you know, more self-aware, more loving, more passionate, you know, all of that mm-hmm. than ever. And uh, it's, man, and I know that's not everybody's story, but yeah, it's so that I can't, it's interesting you said that. I was talking to a friend the other day, we're talking about that very thing, like the equity that you build when you, when you walk through those moments Yeah, that I think you know, secret, I, I, when I've walked through those moments and I've secretly like, Oh man, I don't know. I mean, if I'm really honest, I don't know if we have what it takes mm. to lean into this and you do it and you lean into it and you come out better. Holy Moses, man. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yep. It's good. It's like, it, it's incredible equity. Yeah. It's incredible equity. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then, and then you can look, that's what you're talking about. You can look back on it when they come again, when another moment comes again and you can say, you know what? Not the same way, but we've done this before. We can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and it doesn't, there's no certainty with it. It doesn't mean, you know, this is going to work out forever. It doesn't mean we're going to be together in five to 10 years. It doesn't mean any of that. There's nothing that's like, okay, well for sure, no matter what, I mean, I mean, I, one of the things that, that uh, Paul Young says that just rocked me the first time he said it, was you have to want to be honest more than you need to be together. 
Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> I know that's true. And that, that scares me a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. I, I think that's totally the way home. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, when I had him on my podcast a few months back and he said something we were talking about, like, you know, just mending relationships. And he's, he said, you know, there's, there's a huge difference between apologizing and asking for forgiveness. Yes. <laughs> he's yes. like, if you ask for forgiveness, you put it in their hands and you have no certainty what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's, it is, it is quintessential vulnerability. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm here. I am. Mm. So yeah, man, that's good. That's really good. That's mm. really good. So, um, so for that, that death and resurrection pattern, is there, is there something that has been um, consistent in your life that, that you've had to on just different occasions to die to, you know, like, oh. um, like, is there a common theme? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'd call it dying to it, but five year plans are laughable. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the thread of my life, I'm guessing yours is, I mean, if you had talked to Brad 20 years ago, okay. And told yeah. him that this is what his life is going to look like in 20 years. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what I've done. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I would have said heretic would I've ran for the Hills. Would I have been the nice guy and act like I liked me, but really try to avoid me? What, well, what, I don't know. I don't know what I've done, but I do know that I would not have had the scale for it internally. Mm, yeah. Um, and so that's, it's just, you just don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and just next right thing and being self-aware and in tune with what's really on my heart. And, yeah. uh, and also I think giving, I mean, I know, I know me my personality is giving myself tons of grace as I grow and change. Mm, yeah. Like I, you're going to shift. I'm going to shift. And, yeah. and the things that you desire in your heart wants and what they look like generally are going to shift. And, uh, and so just being able to navigate with that. And, yeah, you know, and and say okay, like that's okay, like that's I'm not gonna try to be something I'm not, like just that's totally mm. fine, like yeah. rest in that, and so yeah, um, yeah, the giving yourself grace. I know, um, talking about with my wife and I a few weeks ago going through that, and and we worked through it, and but then um, like the next couple of weeks, I just. I was so, um, I was getting really depressed and then I was having these thought patterns that I've had in my life whenever I want an escape hatch. Yep. And, and, um, and so I was kind of recognizing that pattern and, um, something that I've, I've learned about myself and this is how I survived as a kid. It was just my defense mechanism as I just blame myself for everything. Get it. And, I get um, it. Yeah. And I was telling my wife the other day, like I've, re I've realized that I like, like when there's negative energy in the room, 
it doesn't matter if I know the person. It doesn't matter if it has absolutely nothing to do with me. I instinctively blame myself. Right. And, um, and I've realized like, I have to consciously tell myself in those moments, it's not your fault. And, right. and, um, so after my wife and I had that, I realized that I had, you know, got back into that rut of, well, we got, you know, we went through that again because of me. And, <laughs> and uh, right. just to give yourself grace. I mean, it's, it's so important. I, um, I was meeting with my therapist. Was it nine months ago? Six months ago, nine months ago. I don't know. Something like that. Nah, six. Yeah. And, uh, she's really good. And she, she's the best therapist I've ever had. Mm. And, uh, and I don't even remember the context of what we're talking about, but she said something to me and she just, I'm sharing some story and she just cut in and she said, you need to let yourself off the hook, Brad. Mm. And I was like, right, 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 right. She's like, no, you need to let yourself off the hook and you need to know there's no hook. Mm. Mm. I was like, Dude, that, that floored me. Yeah. Like when she said that to me, that floored me because I've been someone that I will own what's not mine to own to keep mm -hmm. the peace. Oh yeah. Yep. And, uh, in the, it, but obviously it's not peaceful for me. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, owning what's mine to own, but also not owning what's not mine to own. Yeah. And in all of and on all of it, just tons and tons of grace, like just tons and tons and tons of grace. Mm. And, uh, that's a definitely a work in progress, man. That yeah. is definitely a work in progress. I noticed that when I'm super judgy of people, like it a hundred percent of the time, it is, there's something that I am obviously judging about in me. And, mm. uh, yeah and don't, and don't want to acknowledge your voice or whatever. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it, I, I think it seems like the, the more I explore my defense mechanisms and then talk <laughs> with people about theirs, there's always a huge amount of irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally get that, man. And I, I, uh, forgiving myself has been a big, big, big work and, uh, and hoping for the best for me. Yeah. Like, like, like wanting it, hoping for it, um, accepting it, like believing good, like, like pursuing it. And, yeah. uh, I, and, and where, I, where I've been some really dark places is where I get, in the 100% self-sabotage land mm, and, uh, yeah. and it's just like, you know what, I'm going to get me before you get me. I know what's yep. going to happen here. And, and I, uh, I deserve it. I think I'm pretty sure there's no evidence, but I'm pretty sure. And, and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I'll just, I'll go ahead and get it done. Let's go ahead and do it. Go ahead and get it over with. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, that that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't <Yeah>. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hmm. um, well, I was kind of um, looking through some of your books earlier earlier this week, 
and um, there was something you wrote in one of them, and I mean it's 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 basic, but it's like super super important. Um, and you say in there, you say, "Listen to me. You are loved by love itself. God, that is love, has always loved you, will always love you, and you can take that to the bank. There's nothing nothing you can do to change that. If you let that root root deep inside." and let the light of that dive deep into the dark places, then you can live relaxed. Hmm. So what, um, what for you has helped that to root deep inside you? To give a voice to bullshit. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. I mean, like for me, like the decisiveness, like the real bread, I would sit on, how I really felt and what I really thought mm. for, for months and years, man. Yeah. And it's like a subtle gaslighting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like gaslighting and, yourself. Yep. hundred percent. And, and so there's just a point I was like, man, I mean, I mean, if one of the ways to describe it is like, I want a God who's at least as healthy as I'm learning how to be. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like at least. Yeah. And so I just, the more I unwrap stuff and dove in, like, this is love. Like, it's dangerous love. It's, I mean, it seems dangerous. I say dangerous and would say dangerous then because I, w- I would have felt like it would have been dangerous to love me. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, and yet this is the, that is the permanent position of, I believe, the dance of the Trinity. Mm. And so that's, I, I was reading a book. I, I put a quote up by one of my favorite authors ever is a guy named Robert Farrar Cape. And, and uh, I'll just say, if, if you were listening to this and you come from a Judeo Christian background or not, whatever he's, he's a culinary. He was, he was an Episcopal priest at a culinary creek for the New York times. He wrote a good book called between noon and three that so pissed me off when I read it. Like I was, I was working at the church at the time. It so pissed me off that I'm reading it. And, uh, he's like, you want to send the Pharisee, the tax collector back in with a Pharisee speech in his pocket. Mm. I'm like, and I'm, I dude, he's like, grace wins the day Mm. period. Like, and nothing you could ever do could change that. The question is, do you like that? Oh, wow. And for me at that time, I was like, well, what the hell have I been doing? (laughs) (laughs) What have I, and that's the question. That is the question. Why am Mm -hmm. I doing this? What, what is the motivation? And when you realize that the game is over, Mm -hmm. that the game is over and really the call is just to come out and play. Yeah. It's amazing and startling and, and it's the essence of freedom, man. And so that, that's been the awakening for me and and to be able to say, you know what? Like that's actually not good news, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like that's actually, like that's actually not good news kids. Mm. Like, let's just say it. Like, am I the only one thinking this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and so, yeah, it's just a. I, I think there's a big piece of life alignment with it, man. Where like, 
what I say and how I live aligns with what I actually believe. Mm, yeah. And, and the, 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 the confliction in my life and the confusion in my life is when those things don't align yeah. historically. Yeah. Mm. Well, Brad, it's been really cool chatting with you. Um, haven't, haven't gotten to do it enough with you. So it's, it's been really nice to get together and um, just hear your story. And, and um, you know, we, you have a lot of wisdom, but that like any, anybody who, like you says, faces the whispers ends up getting some wisdom. <laughs> yeah. It's right yeah. there. You just have to yeah. lean into it. Yeah. And real quick, you were, you were mentioning forward of threads in those times of my life. One of the biggest threads is I had people in my life that had walked through that in their life and they loved me enough to sit with me and walk with me through my stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I leaned into it. That's the thread, man. It's like you, yeah. you do have people like that in your life mm. and leaning into them and being vulnerable with them. And, you know, if you got to throw stuff, if you got to cuss, if you got to whatever you got to do, man, I mean, like the, the truth is going to win. Reality is going to win. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate you having me on, Ben. Yeah, so. no problem. Um, did you want to share just how people can connect with you? I know you do some like coaching and stuff like that. And of course you have heart connection. Yeah, you could definitely go to our website, heart connection, H E R T C O N N E X I O N dot com or org dot org probably. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I do coaching with that, um, and really help people find the way home. Yeah. And coaching. And, and that's, uh, do that podcasting, lead the organization, do a lot of stuff, involve a lot of stuff. So, yeah. so, uh, I, I really dig my life. We're doing a lot of stuff with leaders right now too, and business yeah. and leadership development. So cool. that's, that's, that's another conversation. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. All right. See you, right.